<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Deborah Messing. And I am Andana Dayani. We decided to create a podcast to introduce you to the people who inspire us most. These are the dissenters. The people who just made a decision one day to break down the establishment and build a new one. In the greatest times of grief or even the most ordinary of circumstances, many heroes will rise. You just have to take that first step. So please tune in. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. There are heroes everywhere. Discover them. Become one. Hi there, I'm Malia Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden and guest co-host Kia Myers-Dugan. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. So I don't think that anyone's going to argue with this, but much of our days, our purpose, and our identities revolve around not who we are, but what we do. And I think in particular in the American culture, that when we meet someone for the first time, you know, how often do we strike up a conversation that's centered around what we do for our jobs, what we do for our work? And so unless we are finding meaning and purpose in our ears or using our gifts and talents that we have been given, we may not find contentment in the workplace. That's why on today's episode, we'll be discussing the importance of career and job satisfaction, and five steps to take in order to achieve career satisfaction. And now, this is The Females. Okay, so career satisfaction. What does that look like? And is it possible to achieve job satisfaction without completely quitting your job and finding something, a different industry, different company. What what do you guys think? So I think depending on who you talk to, this answer is going to be drastically different. In fact, I was just listening to a podcast where, you know, there were people saying, you don't need to be satisfied in your career. Just, you know, have something outside of work that that aligns with you and gives you energy. And, you know, for me, I think a couple of the things that I think of when I think career satisfaction are that, you know, your values are being honored. You're not betraying yourself. You know, you have some agency over what you're doing or some autonomy and, you know, and you're doing more of what gives you energy. And I think, you know, 
even when you're doing like really living your passion, you still get Mm -hmm. like passion burnout, right? So let's not say that you're going to be satisfied all day, every day. But I think doing more of what gives you energy, more of what lights you up versus not, those can be hallmarks of career satisfaction. But to answer your second question, absolutely. There are ways to find job satisfaction without switching your job, you know, but what I will say on the flip side of that is there are ways to know that you're definitely not feeling your job. You know, if your Sunday scaries really kick into overdrive come Sunday afternoon or evening, or you're looking for ways to leave work early or come in late, you know, these can truly be signs that you are drastically lacking job satisfaction. And some questions that may come forward in that exploration are, you know, do I need to find a new job? Like, is it time for me to to exit? Or are there things that I can do that help me adjust the way that I work or help me rethink the way that I work? And, you know, of course, we're going to get to this later in the episode, but sometimes those small adjustments can really significantly change how you feel about your job. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's important to discuss the fact that career satisfaction isn't just happening or important when you're, quote unquote, at work, because uh, Mm -hmm. I think as a lot of us have probably learned, especially in the past year, is that work rarely ends when we clock out. We'll carry the weight of feeling unfulfilled back into our off hours. um, And this is where it gets into like the tricky zone of threatening relationships, your health and your overall happiness. I mean, if you think about the amount of time you spend both at work and thinking about work, especially, Mm -hmm. and I'd say, I think you think about work more when maybe you're uh, dissatisfied. That's tends to be the kind of thing that's going to keep you up at night in bed till, you know, three, four in the morning being like, oh my gosh, this thing that I have to do in, you know, three hours and 29 minutes is keeping me from sleeping. Mm -hmm. So people unhappy with their work situations are at a greater risk of really any, any sort of like stress induced, you know, weight gain, illness, unstable relationships, and even depression. Yeah. I think, Kia, like you were mentioning, there's some people that talk about like your career, your job should be its own thing. And that's to pay the bills doesn't have to be your, you know, doesn't have to be super satisfying. But I do think there is a balance where it doesn't have to be your whole life purpose, but it doesn't mean you should go and absolutely hate it or feel stressed out by it. So totally, yeah, there is a lot of things that you can do without completely changing your jobs, which we will get into. So Up next, we will share five ways to discover job happiness and how to lead a fulfilled career life both in and outside of the office. I'd like to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Bionic, a global footwear brand that working women need to know about. I'm just going to get straight to it. Bionic shoes are the most supportive shoes ever. And the best part, Bionic shoes deliver support, comfort, and wellness without sacrificing style. They are perfect for busy women who want great-looking professional footwear that keeps up with what everyday dishes out, 9 to 5 and beyond. Bionic has shoes for all occasions, year-round, day-to-night, work-to-play. And their shoes feature an innovative podiatrist-designed footbed concealed on the inside. This amazing footbed delivers three-zone comfort with ultimate arch support. Zone 1 includes the deep heel cup for stability, Zone 2 includes ultimate arch support for overall uplifting foot contact, and Zone 3 encompasses ball of foot cushioning. Plus, these footbeds are clinically proven to help with plantar fasciitis and heel pain. 
I go on walks every day to break up my workday and my Vionic casual sneakers have become my go-to shoe. When you put them on, you instantly feel the arch support and the soft cushion of the heel. They are so comfortable. I can't stress this enough. Plus they look super cute, which I feel like that never happens to get comfort and style in a shoe. The entire Vionic shoes collection has the three zone comfort. So whether you are looking for dressier heels and flats, fashion sneakers and casuals, weather resistant and waterproof boots, activewear, casual sandals, or cozy slippers, Vionic has you covered. Plus Vionic's 30 day wear test means there's no reason not to try them. If you aren't satisfied after 30 days of wearing your shoes, you are able to return them for a full refund, even if you've worn them outside. Enjoy free shipping on bionicshoes.com with the promo code FEMALES. That's bionicshoes.com promo code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, to receive free shipping on your shoes. Experience the bionic difference. Style you want, comfort you crave. All right, let's get back to the show. So our first step is to find the root problem. So whether you feel generally satisfied with your career or deeply frustrated, it is important to check in with yourself. And I think the key here is like, you know, not just when you're at the super high and super low, just doing consistent check-ins. So you're not super biased by the situation at hand. So start by Mm -hmm. assessing what's actually getting to you. Take some time out of your schedule to like just audit your week. So where do you spend the majority of your time? How do you feel on a day-to-day basis? Are you lethargic and moody? Are you motivated, inspired, and energized? So once you have answers to that, examine how your work affects you both mentally and physically. So that way, it's once you know where you're spending time and how you feel, you can make another list that says, what are you good at? What makes your heart beat faster? Would you say you are generally fulfilled in your career? So these are a lot of questions. And I think a great way to keep track of all of these questions is to like maybe keep a work journal or just a simple log. It doesn't have to be super in-depth. Just jotting down how you feel day to day will be so much easier to look back on. I also wanted to add that I think if you don't even feel the need to audit, like if something's that mm-hmm. bad that you're like, no, this is something that's just um, hanging around me constantly like a dark cloud, then you know maybe it is just time to move on. <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah. have had that experience where I was like, I, I held on and I was like, oh, I'm crying on the weekends, but it's okay. Like, it's just a new job, you know? It's yeah, fine. I wouldn't just sit and do weeks of audits at that point. <laughs> no. I would be like, okay, I, right. if right. you know, you know. Yes, right. yes. Yeah, tr- tr- yes. trust your gut. Yeah, if you, because uh, I, and I speak from personal experience, if you're like crying in your car, before you go into work or you're crying in the elevator on your way up to work, you know, it may be time to look at something else. And the other thing, and um, Kayleen, you talked about this and Aaliyah, you talked about this too, is if your relationships are starting to be negatively impacted, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. lashing out at your dog or your spouse or your partner or your roommates, Or, you know, if you just are finding yourself not being able to leave work at work, I mean, that's an important check-in to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think people underestimate the importance of how you are when you leave work as a a sign for something might need to shift. Yeah, 
And I think part of that like practice of checking in before you are at a super low point before you're crying in an elevator or whatever is like, this is also to take log of, um, I know we said to find the root problem, but to take log of the things that you really enjoy, the aspects of your job you really enjoy and whether you can shift your day-to-day activities to feature more of those things. So hopefully that's like, this could be a preventative exercise to get before you are like, I need to get out of here ASAP. Um. (laughs) One last thing I will say about that is I was talking to someone who said their therapist, because they were experiencing a lot of tension around what they were doing. And they said that their therapist actually gave them an exercise to really do like a you know, kind of an hour by hour mood check-in of like, okay, how am I feeling right now? Like, is the day going well? Am I feeling good about the direction the day is going? And, you know, an hour by hour might be a bit much because, you know, feeling the feelings all the time can really derail you. But even if you have to do a check-in at multiple points during the day, that can be, that can be Mm -hmm. helpful for you as well. And we also have, we have this free download. It's called the unhappy at work quiz. And those will also prompt you some questions. If you're like, I don't even know where to start. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And that can be a good sign for you, (laughs) whether um, Mm. you are unhappy at work. So uh, this is related to Aaliyah's first point. Our second step is to imagine your ideal. So after you have done the work of really identifying or finding the root of the problem that you're experiencing, you can really use this to begin taking steps towards crafting that best case scenario to address those issues. One thing that I have noticed from people that I coach or are in conversation with is that many people have a sense for what would make work more meaningful, more satisfying, more purposeful. You know, they may secretly have a project that they want to lead, or they may want to upskill or bring in new skills to their portfolio, or, you know, at at a very base level, they may just want to feel more respected at work. But the hurdle is that they're afraid to ask. And the important thing to remember here is that if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's called choosing no or failure in advance, right? Like you're just, you're already making the decision for other people um, when it comes to taking control of your satisfaction at, at work. So really take the time to identify what it is that you want to do, or just like Aaliyah said, like identifying what are the things that give you energy, what make your heart beat faster. Identify what you want to do with those things, how it will help the company. You know, this is making your case for your ideal scenario. And also identify how taking this step forward uh, in making your job more meaningful or satisfactory, how that's going to help you grow, how that's going to help you be a better contributor, a better colleague, better coworker, and then go ahead and make your ask. Again, the worst that can happen is that your manager or the powers that be say no. But if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Mm -hmm. And like as nerve wracking as it is to ask for something that you need or want, at your workplace, to me, it's if you're going to your manager or boss or whoever with like, here's what I need. This is how it will help me in my role. This is how it will help my department, my company. I feel like that's just so impressive. To me, that's an employee or whoever that um, has really thought and is invested in growing their career. 
um, in their current job. So I think it'll only be looked upon like positively, to be honest, unless you're making some ridiculous requests. Um, I think basically if you're listening to this and you're questioning whether you should do it, this is your sign from us to go ahead and ask (laughs) for that thing um, because it might change your work significantly. Our third step is to make workplace friends that share career and life goals. I think a thing that I feel like I've done in the past definitely is when you're unhappy or dissatisfied with work, you might make the friend at work who's also unhappy or dissatisfied. And then you are messaging about it all day at work. Then you go out for drinks after and you talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes, I think that just makes it into this like snowball effect where it becomes a bigger beast than it really even is. And you kind of get that high from um, venting together. So, um, I mean, your coworkers make up the majority of your human or digital interactions on the daily. So developing like like nice bonds where you're going to work together to achieve your goals and, you know, make things better can really increase your work happiness. And it also, by effect, will make a supportive and collaborative environment. So if your office environment feels a little bit quiet and sterile, you can suggest weekly happy hours without vending sessions or <laughs> or office lunches, uh, which you can do virtually. Or you can start small by sharing lunch or a phone call once a week with with one employee or a few employees in your department. This is just like a simple thing that makes your day to day more enjoyable. Like even if it is you're getting to know coworkers and you're not even talking about work, like you're mm-hmm. just talking about like, let me get to know this person. I think it'll just it'll change your mood, which is a huge thing um, for your day to day. But uh, I totally agree, Kayleen, with like the negative sort of coworker that you're like, you know, all of a sudden everything about this job <laughs> is horrible. Like, all, you know, things you weren't even complaining about. You're like, you know what? That's a good point. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then you just get into this headspace and then you lose touch with like, Kia, what you mentioned, like your own personal values. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I guess that's my personal value <laughs> is that person's values. And it could lead to a lot of unhappiness. Well, and you know, this is a universal law. It might be law of attraction, but you know, what you give your energy to grows. So if you are, you know, buddy, buddy with that coworker that is just down on everything, Mm -hmm. right? Like everything is bad. Everything stinks. Then like you said, you're just going to draw more of that to you. So maybe that just like Kayleen was saying, you know, maybe that person that you do align with can become your strategizing partner. Mm -hmm. If you guys are truly aligned on goals and and what next steps could be, maybe you guys could be like a strategizing team, a a mastermind team on how we can make things better. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to quit, but what can we do to turn the ship around? Mm -hmm. I'm actually like a big believer in, and I think we even talked about this recently in another podcast episode, just saying something out loud really breathes life into it. And if you're breathing life into negativity, and, and I mean, this is something personally that I've like figured out about myself where it's like, don't even say it, just let it go. Like if you don't mm-hmm. say it, it doesn't have to exist because it's not out there. So instead of saying the bad thing, if you can like say the good thing or the, uh, you know, the reasonable option that you can take rather than just getting stuck in that downward spiral of just mm-hmm. shit talking, which is also really fun. I get, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, sometimes yeah. you need that, right? Like it can't be all like roses yeah. and growth all the time, right? You have to have those moments to like release the pressure, but 
Yeah. There get, there gets a critical point where it's it's a lot. Do you guys have advice for someone who's like noticing they're in this like loop of like I'm going to lunch with the same two people and mm. actually my day lunches are now just talking about how horrible my boss is the whole time. Mm. How do you even remove yourself from that routine? I guess once you're stuck in it. Even if you maybe pitched out the idea of, you know, I think we should stop or whatever. You know, like there's just some people that there's just some haters out there. So how do you how do you remove yourself from that? We've said this. Kayleen just said it. And we've said it in other episodes, like call a thing a mm-hmm. thing. If you are, you know, and if that colleague is open, right? There are some people that just want the drama. Mm-hmm. They are just, they want to be surrounded by drama and chaos and negativity because they're getting some kind of benefit from that. But if you, if you are in a relationship with a colleague or even in your personal life and you know, you can name that to say, you know, every time we get together, we're always complaining, like, and just, and really just open it up to say, how can we shift this? Mm -hmm. How can we shift our energy, right? Like what's, what would be more helpful for us, do you think? And just like I said, just putting it out there and letting the two of you identify a solution together instead of you trying to drag them along in a path that maybe they don't want to go. That's true. Again, it's just asking for whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our fourth step is instead of a new job, try finding a hobby. So we kind of mentioned this earlier, but you are not your job. So finding a hobby outside of your work can benefit your overall feeling of purpose and contentment. And also it can be inspiring and you can use your creative muscle as well. So expand your horizons outside of the office because finding fulfillment and creativity will improve your overall quality of life. And that includes the workplace too. So this is again, like not viewing your job as your identity or as your sole purpose and finding something else to do that you're passionate and it'll just elevate your mood significantly. Aaliyah, I feel like you're the expert on this. Uh, I am involved in way too many hobbies and creative pursuits. Um, (laughs) They're so varied and cool. I don't know. I just feel whatever Aaliyah's like, well, I've been working on, you know, this, this, and this. And it's like, wow, I binged a show this weekend and that's about it. I do that too. And sometimes I do that simultaneously (laughs) with all these other crafts. I've been really, my new thing right now is just, I'm like a DIY interior designer now, which honestly is really tough, but (laughs) it's like, it's so nice to do something just that's so different. Like, you know, all of our jobs are just like computer based and you're just sitting online and I would love to do something that's like more hands-on. So now I've decided to renovate my entire apartment (laughs) with a lot of unaccomplished projects, but Still, it's it's it, you feel differently like after you do something like that that's so different from your work. Well, and you're totally using a different mm-hmm. part of your brain, right? Like I remember several months ago, way back, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, Lauren did a webinar with Dr. Mm-hmm. Sasha Hines, and I remember. Dr. Hines talking about flow activities, right? Like the thing that where you can see a beginning of a beginning, a clear beginning and a clear end, right? And that's something that just gets you out of like the normal everyday cycling and automatic negative thought process that you can get into when you're feeling stuck or when you're dissatisfied with your career. Like having that thing that you can see 
oh, I've made progress on this. It just, it opens up the channels of creativity and just um, helps you to just regain some perspective. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these creative hobbies too are just forms of problem solving. Like that's how I feel about like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure out, even if you're like writing a short story for fun, like that's problem solving. Mm They're figuring out a story, you're painting, you're whatever, you're gardening. It all sharpens these skills that you will use in the workplace, even if you don't notice it yet. So I think this is like, I don't know, this is my favorite favorite step of it all. I think it's the most fun. And I'll say one last thing about finding a hobby. And this is kind of like the dark side of it is when you're so immersed in your job and having that be your identity, you know, if you do get laid off or if you are wanting to make a pivot of some sort, you know, sometimes when I'm coaching people, I'll say, okay, well, what is it that you really want to do? What's something that's exciting to you? Or, you know, who are you outside of your job? And oftentimes people haven't taken the time Mm -hmm. to dream. They haven't taken time to cultivate these other hobbies or passions because they feel so beholden to work. So it really is important for your mental, emotional, and physical health to to really identify Mm -hmm. that hobby. Yeah. And I think just like allowing yourself to daydream guilt-free, there's always like this like guilt of like, but I'm not a whatever, but I'm not this. It's like you're just daydreaming for yourself and that'll shape your ideals and your values on a smaller scale. You don't have to professionally switch to be a pop singer or whatever, but you can still identify as that. So yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. And by saying it, it automatically that Mm -hmm. can change your perspective too. Like you'll start seeing new sources of inspiration if you give yourself permission to want that thing or to say that, hmm. Maybe. (laughs) So our fifth and final step is that if all else fails, then yes, absolutely, 100% quit your job. You know, and we talked about this a short while ago, um, is that there is no reason to force yourself to fit in a place where you are having a physiological reaction to everything that you do at work, not just one or two things, but everything. And so if you have tried all of these steps and more and you continue to hit roadblocks at work and within yourself, don't keep forcing the issue. There's really no reason for it. And in in my experience, I will say that two of the big reasons, which of course they have like sub reasons underneath them, but two of the big reasons that people stay in a job that is not working for them are one, guilt and two, fear. But the bottom line is, is that when you continue to expose yourself to a situation that is not and does not serve you, your mental health, including your self-esteem. So think about when you try to move into a new job, you're automatically cutting yourself off at your knees because you haven't made the shift from where you are right now. But again, your mental health, your physical health, and your relationships will eventually be negatively affected in ways that you probably won't even realize until you hit that wall. And speaking from my own personal experience, do not let it get that far. Don't wait until your back is against the wall and your doctor is telling you you need to make a different decision. Don't let it get there. Don't let your fears and your limiting beliefs be bigger or more important than the possibilities or the opportunities that could or that are awaiting you in your your new Mm -hmm. role. 
Yeah. And I think regardless of where your next job, you know, step is, you will, it will be better. Hopefully, like as hard as that, like rock bottom of it all feels, you learn like, okay, I absolutely do not want X, Y, Z in my next position and be very conscious of that as you search for a new job and um, look out for those red flags. I mean, we had a previous episode on how you can even spot like dysfunctional workplaces in just the job interview, which I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But just be super cautious of that experience and um, let that be like, I guess, a learning moment if you can take anything away from it at all. Mm -hmm. I do think I've had teased this before because I do think there's like this. I think we don't talk about this like elation that you have when you quit a job that's just so, so bad. And and maybe I don't ever want to be perceived as like telling people like quit your job if you don't like it, because that's not what I mean by this. I mean, it's when it's like so, so, so bad that it's like horrible where you really are like crying in your car Mm -hmm. or thinking about it all weekend or, or staying up at night and you're just being mistreated. There is a lot of power in quitting, and I think there's a lot of fuel that gets put in that fire when when you are mistreated so badly that you will you learn so much from it. You'll take you'll take that into your next job. You'll take it through your entire mm-hmm. career, and you'll be like, I will never put myself or let myself be put in that situation again. Do, I do think there's a lot to learn when it's when it's really bad, and, and you know, or or you do know once you quit and you feel the weight of the world drop off of you. Uh, yeah. You go, oh my gosh, I should have done this sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the physical manifestations yeah. are so real because mm-hmm. also just like pay attention to your actual body. I also had the same experience where I had a doctor that was like, this is like, this is just stress induced. You're, you're, it's impacting your physical well-being now. And, you know, obviously I could tie it very directly to like an unhappy workplace. So those things are, that's like at the tipping point where your body is like, now I am showing you that this is not okay. And listen to those because that, that's no joke at all. Yes. The the body sends messages well before, <laughs> um, you know, like the big chaos yeah. happens. And so for me, without, you know, telling the whole story, I let things get to the point where the entire left side of my head, face and arm went numb. And because I just was like really pushing through everything. It was like, okay, I got to get this done. Even though I hate it, I got to do this. And that wasn't just for a couple of days. That was over a prolonged period of time. I mean, we're talking months. We're talking months of that. And so my doctor was just saying, this is your body saying Mm -hmm. we're done. We're done carrying you through. We're done helping you to push through. You need to do something about this or else. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and you can even share future topics you want us to cover. And it really helps our show ratings, which means The Females will be discovered by new listeners. If you're ready to find a new job, but you don't know where to start, check out our online course, The Job Search Academy. In it, you'll learn how to land a fulfilling job using a completely new job search strategy by targeting companies. We'll link to the course in our show notes. And for more guidance on building more career satisfaction, please check out our video on how to find meaning and purpose at work. And the link to this video is in the show notes as well. 